We are so thrilled to share this special conversation we had with our BGB teachers over Zoom. We talked about the incredible moving work happening here in our BGB Zoom classes, about coping during this unprecedented time of coronavirus quarantine, about the necessity of creating space for community and artistry to happen. And we talked about how the industry is starting to shift significantly towards more human connection throughout all of this. We are blown away by the generosity, courage, and leadership of these fierce artists, our BGB teachers. We couldn't do any of this without them, and we hope you enjoy the talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hey. Thank you for being here. I'm Risa. This is Steve, and this is Hello. our BGB family, <clears throat> at least the, uh, the teacher portion of it. Some of you, yeah. We're just gonna have a chat um, the way we have been, and some of you have said some of these things before, but we're gonna ask you to say them again. But first, we just wanna go around and have you introduce yourselves. Uh, I can do it, Steve, from my screen, just based on the flow here. Um, okay, so uh, Dom, Dominic. Hi. Uh, hi. Um, would you just introduce yourself, uh, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You don't have to start back in England, but just how you're doing <laughs> and how you're a part of the studio as an actor, writer, filmmaker, teacher. Sure. Um, I've been part of the, the BGB studio now, must be six years, seven years, pretty, pretty close to when you first opened and uh, came in just as uh, an actor. And, you know, as, as the studio evolved, uh, we started writing and that set me off on a, on a journey of, of writing and filmmaking. Uh, and now I'm going to be teaching page one, mastering the blank page, uh, which is a four week writing class. Cool. How are you doing with all of this? Uh, good. You know, I, uh, I enjoy my own company and I enjoy writing and I enjoy solitude. So uh, for me, it's, uh, it's not been too bad. I've been able to get a lot of work done and I've been productive. And then, you know, it's, uh, there have been days where I've binged a whole season of Ozark in one sitting and it's balance and it's, it's ebbs and flows. Uh, but for the most part, I'm doing well. Cool. Thank you. Um, Sydney, you can, t yeah. Hi. <laughs> Would you introduce yourself and what you're doing here today? Yes. Um, my name is Sydney Walsh. Um, <clears throat> I've been with the studio since last fall. I've taught though, um, is since the mid 90s. And um, I also teach at the Waverly School in Pasadena, um, elementary school, middle school and high school, and, um, and a kid Shakespeare class and all kinds of things. And at, at BGB, I teach the ongoing Monday night on camera class. And I'm about to start teaching a four week dead and dirty audition intensive. And I'm also taking in rehearsal and writing with you, Risa. Yeah, how you doing with all this? I'm good. I'm um I'm I'm grateful that we have this. I'm grateful that we have each other and community. Um, uh, I'm a little sad for my high school students. They were rehearsing a play, and they um they are not going to get to probably do that live. Mm -hmm. So um, we have to figure out a way to make that happen. But <clears throat> I'm 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 good. I'm really good, and I'm grateful. Cool. Thank you. Felipe. Hey. Uh, hey, Felipe Figueroa here. Uh, I've been at the studio for six years um, as an actor and 
I'm going on three uh, as a teacher. I teach the Monday night workout and absolutely love what we do and how we help people find their voices. Um, how am I doing in this moment? It's uh, day by day, up and down. Um, always in need of connection um, with humans. And um, so uh, working with that as it is and um, loving teaching in this format. In this virtual classroom thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. We'll talk a little more about that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Ashley Rideau, welcome. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Ashley Rideau. And I've been with BGB, I think about four years now, um, and teaching yoga there for several of those years, um, and recently been doing a bit of subbing and soon to be teaching a Thursday daytime with Steve, um, which I'm really excited about. And I would say right now, with everything that's going on a little bit like Dominic had to say, I enjoy my own company and I teach a lot all over the world. Um, so I've been used to being on a plane several times a month for about two years right now. So it's been a weird sort of twisted gift that I've had this time to catch up with myself and reground um, and reprioritize a little bit. Yeah. We did this great uh, yoga class on Zoom yesterday with you, which was a blessing. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. My pleasure. Yeah. Shane Cotta. Hey. How are you? Hey. Um, I'm Shane. Hello. Um, uh, I've been at the studio for, uh, I'm the newbie. Um, I've been, what, six months, I think, like that. And um, I've taught one, one session there. I was about to start ongoing and uh, Corona came along, so that was kind of weird. Um, and now I'm going to do a four-week audition thing coming up. But I've been, um, I'm Australian, as you know. I've been uh, working with a group of actors in Australia uh, on the Zoom thing. And yeah, I, I keep getting kind of blown away by what you can achieve with it, what you can do with it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Thank you. Mm. Kate, hey. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, how am I doing? Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a rough one today. Uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, I have two young kids at home and so I'm really just trying to uh, forgive myself for the lack of productivity for the inability to do anything but get through the day which is hard for me because I like to be productive I like to uh, write I like to work I like to do all the things and I'm just not there but when I gather like this it's the one time that I actually feel uh, engaged out of myself. Uh, and it's not, it's, um, it's very strange too, because I don't even uh, quite understand why I can't create right now. I just can't on my own. And I'm, that's, I think the hardest part is like, just having to surrender to where I am, which is literally, <laughs> what we teach with acting so it's it's almost like i'm having to practice in my life what i would say to myself 
in the work and it's just uh, tricky. But I think um, what, what this and gathering and teaching, I teach the Monday night workout, what it's reminding me is gentle, just to be gentle with ourselves and with each other and with the work and with where we are uh, at this moment and to, to not make any decisions about it, what it means for the future, but just being uh, present. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mike. Yeah. Mike Sayola. I've been uh, an actor over at DGB for a couple of years now, two and a half or three years. And in the near future, we'll be uh, stepping into the role of a teacher in an online context. Um, and like them, I'm excited about this technology and, and the possibilities um, for actors and for education, et cetera. And as far as how I'm doing, uh, very binary uh, these days. I wake up some mornings crushingly isolated and uh, lonely. Um, and then alternately, I'll wake up the following day and feel totally liberated by the fact that there are no expectations for me right now. There are no auditions to, uh, to be had. There's nothing that I'm going to achieve in, the, in a worldly sense that day. And so there's something nice about just being able to hole up and, you know, tend to your daily existence without having to uh, accomplish something. So, um, yeah, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think it is for everybody. Um, Steve, you want to jump in and just start us off with some discussion? Yeah, and you know, I think uh, we've had um, almost a, a full month of, of Zoom classes and, and the mixed bag that we're hearing here, I think, is echoed in the actors we work with. Um, and the purpose has been refined perhaps for a lot of people uh, for whom the industry is not an option right now, although some people are engaged in monologue challenges and that sort of thing to try to engage with casting directors. But, uh, but I think the overwhelming majority of actors are trying to get by emotionally and financially right now. And so the work changes. And it's interesting because I've had, um, I teach ongoing uh, weekly classes. And so there's a class I had yesterday that um, was the third Zoom class that we'd, that we'd had. And there are people who hit the wall pretty early and there are some who uh, got down to business and, and did all the work of getting the toilet paper and doing all the stuff and one foot in front of the other who are now uh, falling apart. Um, so one of the things I think that's really important and that we all as teachers are here to facilitate is the allowance, as you mentioned, Kate, uh, of wherever anyone is at. And I just, that notion of kindness with oneself and, and also uh, with the people around you uh, is, uh, is going to be really important right now. Um, and and I, I think if productivity does happen, it only happens from that place of allowance and acceptance of where each of us is at just now. And this is true of you know, the sit down we did uh, whenever that was, the days are sort of blending, but you know, a hundred and some people um, coming together uh, and we're seeing so many similarities uh, between the way that uh, all of us are, are processing all this stuff. Um, and so uh, as, as a teacher who tries to meet the needs and perhaps balance what we think someone needs versus what they want, it's been, um, it's been quite focusing uh, because uh, it's clear now, I think, what people uh, need, because um, a lot of people are, are broken just now. Uh, and so, 
we're trying to address that both in, in the, the head-on healing that can happen within the work, but also the need for distraction, frankly. Uh, because, yeah, let me just take a self-tape class or whatever, because I just need to focus on something other than uh, the ridiculousness of, uh, of the apocalypse um, right now. So um, that's all the stuff that's coming us, uh, up for, for me. And, and I'm interested to know um, from this group of amazing people either what you're seeing and also it feels now that we're moving into we've been at this for a sec and so it it almost feels like there is a bit of a shift happening a, a settling into this on some level um and what that can look like now and and when things uh move away from this isolation we were talking about this earlier Risa, right your thoughts on that Risa? Yeah, I'd love to get into the way things are shifting for people professionally, because it's been fascinating to watch that happen on Instagram, where people are out there, including me, putting up crazy videos and displaying their lives and their insanity for the world. But I'm curious also for all of you, what your experience has been both in class as actors, as teachers, and how you see that manifesting among artists who you know and uh and support and are being affected by um i i'm experiencing in my class on monday evenings and i think we've had three of them at this point uh a real sense of tenderness with everyone there's a real sense of support and community um because i think first of all this is hard um and there are people who are losing their jobs and they are showing up for class and there are people who are there as supporters like you know someone's providing workout classes and other people are sending these lovely you know they got this wonderful group text with each other and there's a real sense of community and and um and responsibility to 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 show up for each other and support each other and and i'm also seeing a real for lack of a better word nakedness in the work a lot of them are sad a lot of them are having a hard time and they're bringing they're bringing their day on stage. They're bringing everything that's going on into the work. And it is extraordinary. And I really think that the Zoom format, there's nowhere to hide. So it's, it's like, so don't, you know? So let's just see, what, see what's there. Um, I'm also noticing it in the readers. The people who are reading for, for their, their partners are so available and, and, and bringing so much, um, joy and and tenderness to their support of, of who they're working with so i'm just seeing a lot of support yeah and um hey shane you i know that you we've had these conversations before about the skepticism about this platform but um and you described working with actors and it being interesting to you what what took you from skeptic to like the understanding that we actually um, we work here I, I guess what took me from skeptic was the experience, you know, being, being face to face with another actor. And actually there was an intimacy to that that I haven't felt in the room. So that was kind of, which is what you want, you know, when you're, when you're working on screen. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the, and uh, also the support, like, uh, like you're talking about is, you know, like that kind of, but mainly it was there in front of my face. The, the, the evidence was obvious. So I had to become a non-skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what are you seeing? Some of, 
what are you seeing in, in your Australia group? Like, what, how is that being? Uh, similar, really similar, really similar thing. I, I'm doing it, you know, just as a kind of mental health thing for people uh, back there. And it's, it's kind of, um, uh, I think that they were all really shocked at just how, how much it kind of lives. You know how 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 alive it is, how fresh it is, and and also, but really also like um, just there's something about having people right there in front of you that brings a, a, a gentleness and a support and a I don't I'm not sure what it is but I know it's to do with the immediacy of the screen which is kind of really really cool, you know yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting, I think, um, is where in the beginning, for me, in the work, there were hangups. It was mostly in the in the technology. If there were if there was lag, if there was sound issues or whatever. But again, you know, I, I think what happens, particularly amongst um, you know artists, is this yes and this like can do. We're going to accept all this in the context of the work that becomes interesting that, so now like your sound issues in, in the scene um, will frustrate the hell out of your scene partner in the context of the scene, right? So like it just, if we just kick out the tent poles of presence. And so it, it feels like that was the initial hump that, that people got over and just got to a place of acceptance. And if someone forgot to mute themselves or didn't unmute themselves or there was a lag or we're in the seat, like there, there's, there's just this artistic acceptance of all this stuff and people have a point of view about it emotionally and otherwise within the scene and it becomes part of the thing. So I think ex acceptance has been a big part of this too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and Kate. I think to, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Don, please. Yeah. I think to, to bounce off what Shane was saying, uh, um, you know, connecting with, with actors in Australia, um, this is a, a global phenomenon that's happening now and, and with zoom, um, we're able to connect with with other people worldwide um when we have these classes people can jump in from new york or england australia sweden and so um it, it it's really opened things up globally and then brought them all together you know experiencing the same emotions and, and it's it's really interesting to see that I've been connecting with people that I haven't spoken to in such a long time. And my writing has become a little unhinged and, and crazy. And I'm, I'm allowing myself the, the permission to, to just do whatever I want in, in the work. Um, and I think in the scenes when people are connecting via zoom and they're in their own homes and their own space, that there, there is this more relaxed nature and a more grounded, um aura that that comes out of people because they're just in their space and they're just everyone just living it everyone's experiencing the same thing there's something really lovely you said dominic um and this idea of permission and it's something that i think about often actually something you said steve years ago in a class and i was having a really hard time in um a repetition and having a day where I felt so heavy and so sad and not feeling like I could fully let that out because what if I couldn't close the door again <laughs> once I did? And you said to me, what if it's a choice? And I think about this almost on a daily basis when I'm met with 
resistance or some sort of change or some sort of discomfort in my life of like, even though I can't control all the things that are going to come across my path, we can't clearly control what's happening right now. Um, there is still some sort of choice in the way that I'm going to respond or react or choose to receive it. Um, and I think it's exciting to see people giving themselves permission um, to be out there in different ways. I think it's great to see people giving themselves permission to not put it out there and like be quiet and still if that's what they need right now. Um, but I think uh, for me and for students that I've been seeing, um, it's really cool to see people making the choice to show up for self um, in the way that's needed right now and really cool in this community to see people showing up for each other. On class on Monday, people didn't want to leave. Andre, the TA, had to kick people out of the room. He's like, another class has to start. You have to go now. <laughs> um, so there is some bit of, um, like, it's beautiful to see that people are choosing this community. They're choosing closeness in a time where we are physically separated. And, like, and that's, like, again, everything we're doing right now, we're adding these midweek check-ins. We're going to be adding um, free meditation for everyone at the studio uh, five days a week. Like, and, and it's just you know, there's, there's a need out there, specific need. And, and so uh, I just think we have to be in that place right now. We have to, more than ever, the purpose is so clear um, about how the work has to shift. And, 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 you know, and I think this is part of the challenge too, is that actors have to be able to roll with that shift. And, and sometimes we have these identities of, of some sort of relationship that one has with the industry or the pursuit. And, and that becomes one's identity. I'm an actor, which means I am someone who, who pursues something within this structure, this industrial model. And now that industrial model is not really there. Um, mm -hmm. And Mike, you, you alluded to this, spoke to this too. And so how we deal with the, that vacuum is interesting. Um, and and I, I think as much as we want to have the possibility even in our minds that there is an audition that can lead to a booking that can lead to X, Y, or Z. It's going to be really essential right now that we stop and uh, be in a place of acceptance and kindness and checking in and uh, self-awareness and, and, and ask ourselves why we do this at all. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Kate, do you have thoughts? I do. I do. It's, um, it's really, amazing to me some of my students have had to go home for financial reasons and home is uh, australia home is colorado home is far and they're joining for class and conversations are being had about uh sharing information about how to uh work in a world where you're not where you want to be for instance you know self-taping yourself for stuff and pretending you are in town when you're not like lots of useful stuff that I think is making people who figure I'm out, you know, my life just got upended and now I have no job and everything has collapsed and they're suddenly sharing information and going, wait, you're saying that if I'm self-taping in LA, I could be self-taping anywhere and possibly open up my view I, like the world is just getting really small right now and i think that's exciting for some of these people but on an emotional level i always um equate class and as an actor and a teacher as a gym and i i 
I equate um, the work sometimes as, as wandering around in the dark and the sooner I can get to the light switch where it all turns on, on my own, the, um, and the more I practice that, the easier it is to be like, oh, I turned on the light, here I am. And I feel like um, everyone at home is, that light is going on much quicker. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because um, of what Dom said and what everybody's saying about they're in their own home, we're raw, we're, our faces, we're acting closer than we often do and seeing more on our partner's face than we normally do. Um, but what that, what inspires me there is I know I'm a very physical person and my body memorizes something. And I, I feel like I'm memorizing both as an actor and a teacher, what it feels like to be intimate with a scene partner mm -hmm. in a way that I, um, that might have taken a lot longer in person. That's just being short circuited here online. And I'm, and I, uh, I have a real, um, hope, not even hope, um, optimism about an actor's ability to plug in, turn on that light uh, in the future, regardless of what happens with the industry. And I think that that, um, I think people are um, feeling that and they don't even, my students don't necessarily know what it is, but it feels really good. <laughs> it's like, oh, all that we've been talking about is just happening. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm excited about creating that space for people and um, for myself right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how it's been happening uh, in a number of our classes and also um, just in any of the co communication that we're having with each other. And, but it does take a surrendering to that and mm -hmm. a willingness to be, all right, I'm gonna give myself to this thing. Um, Felipe, I know you've had some very intimate uh, experiences with your actors and with, as an actor. You wanna mm -hmm. just speak to that? For a sec. Yeah, um, I was just thinking about Steve talking about the technical aspect of this work. Um, my actors, uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before, two actors were doing a scene. And um, in the scene, one character was sending police to arrest the other actor. And as she said the line, these insanely loud sirens went off in her neighborhood. It was magic. And the two of them were so frustrated with the sound of the sirens. And I was like, oh my, no, this is the perfect moment to surrender, like what we were talking about, to surrender to this thing that's happening. Um, and so overall, what I'm seeing from my actors is this, this thing like where maybe it's just that they're not feeling like they're being observed. You know, if you're in class and there are two people up, you know in your heart that there are eyes watching you. And there's that, uh, there's a principle from physics, um, the Heisenberg principle, where it's like any electron changes its properties when it's being observed. And I think it's the same for humans, you know, like if we know that we're being watched, we change just a little bit. And maybe that means we get performative or we try to help up the scene. And there's so much less of that going on. And I feel like I'm seeing people that have been in class for a long time and I hadn't seen them, um, seen who they are before. And that, that's so moving. That's when I'm like, oh, this is why we're here. This mm. is why we're doing this. This is so beautiful. And almost like I want to say, hi, I've never met you before. It's so nice to meet you, you know? Um, yeah. That's the really exciting part about the work, I think. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Risa and I are, and we're talking to a bunch of folks, industry folks right now, uh, because this discussion of where we go from here, like what happens on the other side of this in August or like whenever, in terms of the industry and what that looks like, um, is is really interesting. And I think anyone who's holding on to this notion that when we get back to, I think is that's a miscalculation. Like I think yeah. we're there's no going back to whatever this was a month and a half ago, which is scary but also interesting. But but to Felipe's point, if you think of like what reality TV did for acting work, and and then what the internet uh, and YouTube and social media did for acting work. I feel like this is another, like the talkies or like what, like this is, a, this is another moment that perhaps brings even further intimacy. Um, but Mike, I want to ask, we'll start with you. If, if uh, uh, you want to jump in, Mike, and what are your thoughts on where, where this goes? Like how does this interruption or whatever it is and the work that we're doing now affect the industry and auditions? And what's, what are your thoughts on that? It uh, might be a good one to speak to this because I was initially incredibly resistant to even engage with this technology in a classroom setting. Um, because there's something to me, it's like a major premium on the chemical exchange between people in the same room. Um, but a few things happened to me that sort of dispelled that resistance or, or, or sort of softened it. Um, the first, everybody's talking about how raw everybody is on this technology. The technology itself isn't engendering. There's something about being in somebody's living room where you see them in a more vulnerable, relaxed space. But I've also been online with people where they are guarded and they aren't, you know, ready to be seen. So not like you hop on Zoom and all of a sudden your soul is exposed. However, collectively right now, people are so worn down and anxious and scared that this idea of surrender is not a choice. It's imposed upon them. And that's why when we did our first class on Zoom, I saw work that was mind-blowingly compelling and intimate and vulnerable because people were just too fucking tired to put their, their wall up uh, or, or to continue to represent the face that they normally put out in the world. And so that was really, really exciting. And uh, I started to think about the possibilities of how this can shift uh, the way that we tell stories and consume stories and relate to one another. Now, anybody under the age of 30 you talk to, they'll be like, we've been entertaining ourselves, educating ourselves, and having relationships with each other for years over a screen. Like, get with the fucking program here. You guys can tell a meaningful story in a short form format if you want to on Zoom or longer form or whatever it is. It's a full wilderness of opportunity, I think, um, that given the circumstance right now and the foreseeable future, people are going to be hungry for the level of intimacy and connection that we can create here. And I think that there is a place for an audience to watch something that is scripted um, and is performed by actors uh in this arena i think that that's something that that could for sure happen um how that happens what the platform is necessarily i don't know but uh yeah like you said anybody who's still hanging on to the idea of walking into an audition room booking a job and ending up on a sound stage and their life being changed those days might be over so uh, it's never going to be the same as it was before this so we need to open up to the possibilities and, and this represents a huge opportunity i think yeah, sure. for sure. I know, Shane, you at one point, we had had a conversation about that and you had mentioned, I don't exactly remember what it was, but it really stuck with me about how auditioning, the kind of work we're learning to do here based on what you're saying, Mike, will change the way we, it'll change the muscle and the way we do this forever. 
Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm seeing that happen. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing people like you know, as other people have. I'm seeing people for the first time that come in, come into it in a way that I've never seen them come at it before. And and there's also also that you know that one of the most common things you get in uh, in classes, you know, people's fear of the camera. Well, it's disappearing overnight. You know what I mean? It's just kind of and and I honestly believe that that is something that they will take with them. I don't think it's just because we're on the I think if if there does come a day when we go back into a room, I think it will be a different relationship with the camera for, for most of the people. And the other thing I wanted to say uh, before was bouncing off some of the things here. Um, I, I, part of my um, my reticence and all of that was because I, in terms of teaching was because my teaching is so much, I've always thought was, you know, in the room. I had to be in the room. I had to be, uh, and and my reticence about going to this was, well, I I would have to make too many changes that I just can't, that I, you know, that I'm not kind of up for. In fact, I've had to change very little. I'm really surprised by how how little I've had to change my approach, you know. So that's been really kind of, Surprising. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it, what I'm seeing, and I know we've talked a little bit about this, and I'm sure you guys are seeing this as well, is the notion that um, self-taping and auditioning is changing and will change because of this. There's not as much of a fear of the camera, but also the fact that people are seeing each other, vulnerable, present, authentic. Sydney, I know that you had some thoughts about that and how this whole on-camera experience will shift the way not only we audition or self-tape, but how casting directors and directors and uh, even studio executives are going to experience the work and the demand. I think, Mike, you mentioned this, the, the demand for that kind of work, the need for it will have changed in the way that we do it and the way that it's being expected and the way that we're we're going to be seeing it and i know that some casting people are talking about not going back to live auditions for a very long time for safety and also convenience um i i was i was thinking about how stripped down everyone has become in terms of how they're presenting themselves you know they 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 come as they are quality that act with your pants off kind of quality that i'm seeing <laughs> in all the work and um i've had a, a really rough time in the past whatever 20 years with the glamorization of everything and and the you know the presentational quality of of all kinds of formats and i think um what i'm seeing and 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 just to piggyback off what everyone else is talking about yes this platform will shift things but i think everyone is having an internal shift as well i think everyone's getting down and and, and basic and, and that that shift, the, the courage to just come as you are and, and your truth and, and how you are right now in this moment is, is never gonna leave anybody now. Like there's, there's now a new bar for good acting, which is, you know, no glamor, no bullshit, just here we are, this is what's happening. And, and that's a relief to me. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just so, glad people are willing to do this kind of work and show up 
in this format, whatever format comes next, whatever that's going to be, I think people are having a huge seismic shift on the inside. And, you know, just, I, I, I mean, I remember taking yoga when I was young and it was all about how good I was going to look. And now yoga is all about how good I can feel from the inside out. Mm. It's just a different thing. And Ashley, I love your class. <laughs> it's good to see you. And, and like, again, uh, to, to Mike's point, like historically, even after uh, historical, uh, historic calamities from the past, be they world wars or whatever else, people change. And so art has to change. Like we can't, the presentational bullshit just doesn't uh, stand the test of, of those calamities because we're brought down to our core and what matters. And so that's another shift that we're seeing too, is as people ask the question, why am I an actor now, particularly now when there's not a lot of industry to pursue, um, they come back to some of these fundamental notions that, that pour out, which I think are really exciting. And, you know, as every actor has posted on their Facebook or Instagram page, this notion of what do people do when they're stuck, you know, in their homes, they turn to artists. And so not only actors themselves, but, but the, the work of artists comes into sharp, you know, uh, it's just clear. It's like right there that uh, there is a particular, uh, you know, service that actors offer in time of calamity they gather around the kids around the fire and tell them a story to either teach them something or to take their mind off, uh, you know, the suffering. And so, you know, to me, in terms of the macro of this, like here we are on this platform or others, um, and the art endures. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's breathtaking that we're still doing this no matter what. Like it's, there's been this seismic shift, but um, the industry couldn't sustain it. It had to stop, but the art uh, endures, which is really exciting. Yeah. Hey, Shane, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to um, ask any of the other teachers whether you've had the experience yet of having a group of people that you don't know, mm. that you haven't met before. Has anyone had that? And could they speak to it? Thank you. Uh, I'm working with a couple of people I've never met, and I feel no different than if I'd met them in person. It's really wild. Um, yeah, I just have uh, some of them because I'm doing midweek check ins, which are turning into sort of a salon of sharing our uh, creative ideas, uh, helping each other. And some of them showed up to that and we just met and then they came to class and they jumped right in. And it was really uh, fun to see how it's no different. Okay, but, but the, the, the question is, I think, more generally, and I'm starting a new class uh, tomorrow um, with Ashley. The question is, can, you know, 13 to 20 people who've ne never met before and don't know the work and don't know the teacher, uh, can a safe space for their work be created and contained on Zoom? Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, I mean, I, I have to believe that the answer is yes, even as we've done these sit downs, Risa, right, with like 120 people on there. Yeah. Um, when people start expressing their singular experience, um, we find universality in that. And, um, but yeah, I'll let you know how it goes tomorrow. I think also, Shane, um, and I know, Mike, that you're, you have a new class coming up next week. Um, one of the things that we talked about was being going easy with it. Sometimes I'll go into an eight week class and I'll just dive in on that first day, like with huge expectations that people 
show up and just, you know, not shock them into it, but strip away all the bullshit really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think there's maybe a, a gentler way in this time. And just to say, hey, day one, we're going to just introduce ourselves and not, not to back away from the work, but to ease into it. Um, and to let everybody know that this is a safe space, that this is a space where magic can happen and to show the magic, to experience the magic very quickly, but gently. And then as, and then people start to get a taste of it and want more. And that may be a way to start with a new group um, a little differently than one that already knows each other and has a certain trust. But, he, but I've noticed with my classes, the first week was we were all just trying this on. You know, and so it even with people who knew each other, that it still had to be some baby steps until everybody was willing to dive in. And again, like I think if we if we check in on on everyone's individual experience about where they're at just now, you find collective experience, and that collective experience creates safety and vulnerability. I think. Um, um, one of the things I wanted to also talk a little bit about, and Dom, maybe you'll have some thoughts about this, and Mike as well. I know all of you, but um, is the fact that people are starting to create work together, we're seeing it happening in, in higher, fancier industry um, forums where everybody is sitting at home, everybody has nothing to do, everybody is looking for a way to take these kinds of exchanges and platforms and scenarios and turn them into work. So we're seeing that happen and it's inspiring. And I'm wondering what you guys see as possibility for us all together and for individual artists to express themselves, to create together, to collaborate, to make work in this environment um, in ways that feel manageable. Like I know, Kate, you were saying, sometimes it just feels like I can't make anything, I can't achieve anything. So any thoughts about what that looks like, what's potentially exciting about this, and what steps people can take just to dive in or even dip their toe in the water? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all these people um, on Instagram being creative or, or reading stories and, and sonnets, poems, monologues, um, or now, you know, starting to write and create their own content. And I think it's about um, people coming into their ownership and creating something without the permission of, you know, a, a network or studio saying, this is what we want, this is what we need. It's people... Um, starting to discover their own voices in their own isolation and saying, I want to do this. I I'm going to try this. Um, and I think it's a little bit different um, from my perspective because when you're writing, you can set your own schedule, um, but the writing industry is still sort of churning along a little bit there's still deadlines to meet the Nichols fellowship uh, deadline is coming up and so for people that want to feel some kind of structure then you can give yourself writing deadlines and you can say i'm going to write this much a day um and certainly in the in the class that i'm going to teach uh, i'm going to assign daily writing prompts so that people feel like they they can feel if they want to do it if they don't then there's no pressure there um, but yeah, hopefully out of, out of the shared experience, everyone's unique perspective can come up through, through their writing and their creativity. Uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to, to fostering in, in the writing class. I think that 
the you know so the traditional gatekeepers in this industry are sort of rendered uh, infinite right now. And so much of what might be going on is sort of what the internet did to music back when Napster came around and that it really democratized it and you no longer had to rely upon the traditional major label structure to get your music out to the people. Um, you know, the internet's done that to acting to some degree, but I feel now that we're also isolated in quarantine, people have all this emotional life going on inside and they need to express it in one form or another. So they're going, this is a lo-fi, low risk, uh, medium. And that's one of the beautiful things uh, about it. And everybody has mentioned it is a lack of pretense and glamour. And there's a vulnerability that's implicit in, in working from your own living room and this closely with somebody on another screen. So the work is really compelling. However, when you have everybody who is now an artist and a writer and a performer, and they can just throw that information out into the world willy nilly, it becomes totally overwhelming for the consumer and the audience. And so then how do you know what to uh, accord your attention to? Um, and so I think to, your, to, to, to answer your question, Risa, as far as like, how can we do this in a real way? It has to be formalized in some way so that we have deadlines like Dominic was saying so that people can work towards something. I don't know if that means, you know, in the baby steps, like maybe you would say, on Thursday nights at eight o'clock, we're gonna do a live stream and we have readings and you guys need to write your scenes because you're each gonna get five minutes on Zoom to read a, a scene for two people and somehow broadcasting that on Instagram or whatever and yeah. letting people know that it's happening so that it's formalized and it's, it, it feels like a ritualized experience rather than just, I was in my underwear drinking a cup of coffee and I just had this thought and I decided to you know, film it or film myself saying it and putting that on the internet because there's something that gets watered down about the gravity of the information that you take that you take in through a format that is disposable as Twitter and Instagram. It's so short form, it's in and it's out. And everybody's mentioned here what's so meaningful about the work you've been seeing in Zoom is that it's really emotionally deep and present and resonant. And so I think we need to figure out how not to just become another, you know, pebble of sand on the beach. Yeah. I will say that, I don't know if you guys, um, those of you who are Insta on Instagram, if you're watching Leslie Jordan, do you know who Leslie Jordan is? Um, but he's getting a million hits every single time he posts something. And he's this little, <laughs> tiny, very eccentric guy. He's an actor. He's in his early 60s. But the stories he's telling in one minute are so brilliant and so crazy. And he's just pouring his history and his life out. And he's penetrating the din because he's so out there. And that just says to me, it, it suggests, if you're gonna do this, then don't just do it to be out there because you feel like I, I just want my voice to be heard or I just need people to see me, but to do it because you either have something to say or you're willing to put yourself out there on the line, you know, Richard Pryor style and just say, fuck it, this is, this is it. I'm exposing everything. Because um, I think that that's also required in some way, which has always been my sort of bar. If you're going to do it, then really do it. Um, so there's, there's that, but it just, you're right that there's, they're, they're doing it in some kind of organized way where it makes sense because there's there's this massive quantity of crap that's being put out on social media and youtube that is almost impossible to digest 
Yeah, I just wanted to I think that this speaks so much to just what we're trying to do all the time in class, like bringing the specificity to the work. Um, And the more, the clearer we are with, you know, our wants, with who we are, with the story that we're telling, and the more that we are filtering it through who we actually are as opposed to trying to play at a character, um, the more that it's going to land. Yeah, um, it, it's funny, that, uh, two classes ago, two Mondays ago, um, we had talked about purpose in class, like why are, why are we doing this? And I feel like, Mike, to what you're saying is so many people are putting up stuff with no purpose. Like there's no, this is what I want the audience to feel, or this is what I need from this thing. Um, and that's really most likely what it is that makes somebody shine through or come up through the din is, purpose like why um and i think that's becoming such a big part of the work in class too why why this scene why today why why are we doing this um so that it comes from a real place and not just hey look at me look at me i need attention yeah i mean i this may or may not have been everything i say seems to be a little off base today i feel like i'm in an alternate universe but I have such a need for silliness right now and humor and I am, I, I can't watch anything dark. I'm not interested in it. And I, that's, um, I mean, that's been kind of when my kids were little, I had that experience as well when I was pregnant, but I currently am like just loving the sillier and the more outrageous, the better. And I think that like, you know, that in the depression, it was musicals and Shirley Temple. And I do think that out, and my favorite humor comes from desperation, comes from like, it's not low stakes, it's not unemotional, but I I just need to break my own uh, seriousness with um, other, and, and so I sort of feel like I'm somehow brewing in a, in a search for uh, something funny slash heartwarming and uplifting to create that just feels like I just want that so much to say that. Yeah. And some of that Almost. again what we're seeing is like everyone everyone is in need of different things just now. And so where one actor in a class may be feeling the weight of deep despair because they've been alone for too many multiple days and uh uh, and the day drinking is not working anymore and, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, others may just need to uh, let it rip and, and have a good laugh. You know, it's, um, so I think what's happening is the funnel's pretty wide in terms of, oh, that's where you're at. Sure, sure. Oh, wow. And that's where you're at now. This is an acceptance of uh, everyone meeting each other at their own place. But I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to be affected in some way, you know, so, and that's the same, we think we talk about all the time in the work that we do at the studio is, you know, you want to move people, same thing in casting, you want to move them on an emotional level, whether it's to laugh or cry or, you know, shock or, um, and, but all again about finding some way to affect and connect. and, And I think that's what we keep coming back to in the work that we're doing and seeing and, and creating. Any other thoughts about how things are changing and what that might look like in six months? My, my manager was telling me that he thought, uh, and maybe you can speak to this, Risa, 
that we will no longer be, and we touched upon this earlier, but we will no longer be walking into audition rooms, uh, not only from a safety standpoint, but also there's a great economic standpoint that you can hold a session from your living room and you don't have to rent out a space for that. Um, and we're seeing that the quality of work is really high. So I, I, could, I could see that happening, auditions happening in, in, on a, in a Zoom setting, having a virtual waiting room and you know you have your time at 3:05, and then you get you know you get a text message that says go. Um, and the other thing that might be interesting about that from the other side of the table is that when producers or directors or whoever it is are there, there it, it feels more intimate on their end as well somehow than I think being in a in a in a stilted uh, kind of sterile um, audition room. There's something that's immediately connective about this, and so uh, it could change the audition experience for the better. Because as you know, actors generally don't do their best work in a, a traditional audition room. So, um, I, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely heading that way. And I, and casting directors are experimenting with that now because I keep seeing. Um, and Ashley, I know I saw that you did a beautiful uh, self tape monologue for the Leah Daniels challenge. But a lot of casting directors are telling me that they're looking at this as a hiatus and normally they meet actors on their hiatus. So now that they're offering an opportunity for actors to either self tape or to do a challenge of some kind, or just to have um, a meeting, some of it feels pressured in that, Oh, now actors are being required to do some kind of casting director workshop online. But what it's doing is it's changing how casting directors are seeing the work and experiencing the work. And there's a new kind of intimacy in this. So I think it may, it may stick around for a while. And certainly in the months of transition, it'll probably be more of this than that, than what it used to be. But what it'll definitely do is it'll change the whole notion of intimacy, vulnerability, authenticity, and presence will change even going back to the audition room. Like I, we've all been through this thing where that, that shit is stripped away. So whatever this looks like in the virtual space, and if it does translate back into the real space, it'll be different. You know, one of the things that I've never understood, even about like someone uh, offering a couple self tapes or or even one self tape, and all of a sudden they get the green light and and they're going to be on set for the pilot, is that if I'm a showrunner or a director and I'm hoping for seven seasons of a show, that's many many hours, right? Like fifteen hours a day, five days a week with another human being. How do I make any decisions about all the intangibles besides the talent uh, based on you know one or two uh, self-tapes that I see? Um, I mean, I, I would insist, except for the fact that maybe I as a showrunner director am in Atlanta while this is happening in Los Angeles and I'm busy trying to you know location scouts and we're behind and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just don't know how you when, when, when the, the purpose is to get someone on set and work with them on set for 15 hours at a time, how the casting as a, as a process, how it accounts for some of the intangibles in one or two self-tapes. It doesn't. Yeah. So then those are risks that you're taking because I know over the years, situations, whether it's someone's had personal issues or whatever, an actor... And everyone knew they had some personal issues, but they were hired based off, you know, a self-tape or a 10-minute audition for a syndicated show, 22 episodes already picked up, 
shooting all over the world and they didn't last past episode three. And, you know, had they asked, people could have told them, but they didn't do that. Hey, let's have a conversation, right? Like the old days that you talk about, Risa, where you'd, you'd, you'd talk to actors, you know, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd know them. You know? Yeah. So I don't know how this platform um, satisfies some of that. Well, I've talked to a couple of directors and Shane, you may have heard that from Australian friends who are still there, but I've talked to a couple of directors um, and showrunners, one in particular, who said that he's had a couple, he's had a couple of virtual conversations with people um, because we just did a, a pilot and we were completely cast and then the show was shut down at the table read. And so they've all stayed connected with each other, the actors and the showrunners, um, and they've been doing it through this space. And so that's allowed them to, and I've heard, oh, now I really know that person. I feel like I've really gotten to know that person. I didn't know them when I cast them. I didn't know them when I watched all of their years on that particular show or the, all the, their, their, their movie. But now I know who they are based on this format, this platform. And so I think that's teaching everybody that this is a possibility and you can get to know each other through this. And then it may transcend that whole formality of I present my work, I'm cast, I show up on set, it works or it doesn't, this creates a certain amount of camaraderie and commonality. And um, that, I've, that- I mean, I, I've already done a couple of um, uh, Skype uh, auditions and then chats with this. And one of them that's gone to the next stage, we actually did a, um, a film that uh, I, I may be doing. We did a, a, a read, a, a script read on Zoom just you know two nights ago. Um, which was fantastic, actually. Say more. So what was that like? Well, it's just, it was kind of, it was actually, I don't know, everyone's done table reads and stuff like that. And um, they're usually really kind of, usually I'm just sitting there listening and getting a feel for and, you know, not really connecting, you know. Um, I'm way in my own head. Whereas that seemed not to be present on the Zoom read-through with the script. It seemed to be a lot more present, a lot more playful, a lot more finding out what's this, what's that, you know, open, rather than kind of um, locked in your own kind of first day table read nerves, you know. I don't know. It's good. Wow. But I've done it. Yeah, I've already done. I think I've done three uh, auditions for Australia just in the last three weeks, two, two or three weeks. Yeah, and I've been. To, um, that's great. Meetings. Taking the opportunity to. Um, to reconnect with with casting directors and directors in in England as well, and it's really um, I've I've had more conversations with with creatives in England than I have in in thirteen years of being here, um, and I hope maybe hope's the wrong word, but um, after all this, that that maybe the structure of pilot season may really be be put to rest, where there's that mad rush to to get everything done in in three months of the year, because now I guess all the, all the networks are scrambling for their programming for what they're gonna do from August, September onwards. And I there's a part of me that hopes that with all the, the streaming services now, Amazon, Netflix, Quibi, all these things that are, are year round that, that hopefully the, the networks will break out of that and there'll be no longer that pressure or mad rush to to get everything done in three months and, and that's it and that's 
that's the window of opportunity that you have and, and people get so tense and, and caught up in it. So I hope that this uh, allows for a, a sort of reset uh, on that. Well, you know, just to speak to that, I know that a couple of the networks are talking about not doing the pilots that they were going to do, but rather picking the shows up and, and they're already starting to order scripts for those shows. And so pilot season got its head chopped off um, in one day. And every pilot just died. And out of that death, hopefully, some new f version will be born. I mean, it's it, it be... had been asking for it for a while, though. Yeah. And, and they'll come, I mean, they're talking about starting the season in January, and they're trying desperately to hold on to the old way. But they're forced now, like there's no choice. The idea of like going back and making 50 pilots seems ridiculous and expensive and time consuming. So there's a really good chance that that will get, at least for this season, will will be shift will shift um, in the way people do that kind of nutty work. So, any other thoughts about where this is and where this is going and what's possible in all of this? Just to because I'd love to hear from from you all on this, but some of the things that Risa and I have been talking about are. Cast and director access, that might have changed. Um, obviously the work and the intimacy and um, this is a format, is a viable format with, you know, uh, uh, for actors, but also that there are a bunch of agents that got laid off who probably, or I mean, who knows, may or may not uh, get hired again, but, but the agenting side of this will be interesting as there will likely be a bunch of independent agents floating around looking for, uh, things to do, either scrappy and hiring a bunch of people and starting fresh or, you know, taking a real estate exam or whatever. But um, that's an interesting piece of this also. As access changes, we can get direct access to these, the, the gatekeeper people, um, where are the agents and all this too. And what oh. else, what else did you and I recently talk about? Well, you know, one thing, and I'm curious about that because um, for those of you who are on social media or YouTube or the internet in any way, um, I'm certainly noticing that that agents, managers, casting directors, directors, writers, everybody's looking for, like, I, I want to be in the work, so I don't know how to do that. So agents are saying, I'm going to do some open calls, and casting directors are saying, I'm doing this monologue challenge, and directors are saying, I want to be here and coach people, and writers are creating writer's rooms. So there is some kind of access and community that I'm seeing. It feels oversaturated right now, and I think it'll calm down but I'm wondering what you're seeing and experiencing or even hearing from actors in class um, that may be shifting things or creating more anxiety. Because sometimes when I look at it on Instagram, it makes me anxious to see that everybody's sort of competing for which challenge to do. Um, and then there's pushback. But at the same time, I'm kind of blown away by, I just saw this CSA, which is the Casting Society um, said, hashtag your favorite casting director and see what they're offering because they're all looking for new actors, new connections and new ways to work. And I'm just wondering if that feels inviting or intimidating or, or what? I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. Um, I, as you mentioned, I did one of these challenges um, and Initially, I saw it come up and was super excited. And then I saw a bunch of them everywhere and was immediately turned off because I was like, oh, no, it's just going to get lost in the mix of things. And 
after like the first few days, there was a post that it was like 10,000 submissions have been sent in. Um, and I found myself falling into this like old pattern of thinking of like, well, why am I going to send something? It's just going to get lost in the shuffle of 10,000. And then flipping that thinking to like, let that motivate and elevate the work that I'm doing. And so maybe it'll get seen, maybe it won't, but it actually felt really good to just get in it and be in the work, whether it goes nowhere or not, um, working that muscle, like someone had mentioned before, you know, being in class right now and always is like going to the gym. Um, so I answer that by saying yes, <laughs> intimidating and exciting. Um, I, I, I think that um, it is overwhelming and I have both sides of that, the anxiety that it creates and the, uh, the sort of gratitude or possibilities that exist. I just uh, was reminded of though, you know, on Twitter, there's the WGA staffing boost. As a writer, there are writers tr literally as the, because they haven't had agents in a year plus. And the writers have come to the aid of other writers to help uh, them find work. And I think that while we're just at the beginning of this, that there may be some other sort of movement that's organized, like you say, hashtag this casting director or whatever to find out what they're offering. But while not knowing can make you incredibly anxious, being in the work, being in shape, just knowing that your instrument is not asleep somewhere while this all happens, you don't have to know what's going to come of it. But I mean, not even trying to uh, on social media, because uh, I, I have met people via social media that have become... Um, fans of my work and supporters uh, in a very quiet uh, way by me just continuing to put my work out there or to be mentioned. And so it's amazing to me that it doesn't have to be loud and it doesn't have to blanket everything. But if you quietly stay in your own path of what uh, makes sense to you and what moves you or what interests you, there is uh, an opening that can happen in, in various ways that isn't about 10,000 followers or, you know, 100,000 and becoming an influencer. It can happen very quietly in a personal way. And that to me is exciting. And I have to remind myself of that when I'm like, there's 55 things happening and I'm not doing any of them. It's like, just quiet. What, what, what do I want to do? <laughs> what do I want to do that's going to keep me interested in my why? And, um, and then on that note, I will say that the most fun I've had creatively since this happened is I, I made a video with my kids and my husband shot it and it's for a crowdfunding thing that I thought would happen that hasn't happened yet, but it was so fun and so fucked up in like the chaos of my family that I just, and yet they were involved. And, and I just remember thinking like, I never would have expected my kids to help me and have fun. And yet they did. And uh, so you never quite know where it's going to come from. I love that. Um, any other final thoughts about this? Because we would just love to hear from everybody, uh, just based on all of these conversations, where, where you are and, and what this all feels like. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, with what Kate was saying, I, I feel like this is the time that we're all getting called to 
have quiet time to come back to like what's really important for ourselves. And because I think what wasn't working was the loudness. I don't think the loudness actually worked. I think it created, you know, if we look at Instagram, if we look at social media, it created personalities. It created um, fake ideas of what people's lives look like. And uh, I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine. We're both huge reality TV enthusiasts. And she said, I don't think that reality TV is going to work the same way it has been. I think there's going to be a full dismantling of what reality TV is because it's not real. Um, but I feel like this is real. Mm. So if this were to be a TV show, like a talk show right now, I think so many people would tune into this because it's real, not because a producer said, hey, you should tell that other housewife, blah, 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 you know? Um, but I think that's what we're being called to do is to get real with ourselves and in doing that, have other people get real with themselves. Sydney, Shane? I was just going to say I'm not a fan of reality TV. I've never watched any reality TV. Um, and I was really upset when it started um, and, and wrecked everything, basically. Uh, so this, this feels pure to me. This feels authentic. And, um, and I, you know, I noticed in the, in the chat bar when I had class last Monday, all the, all the students were talking about these things, these monologue challenges and all of that, but they were also really just focused on, on practice and, 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 and just doing the work today and not trying to find some you know, end goal. There, we don't know when this is over. We don't know, you know this might take a really long time. And it seems to me that, that the more people show up and, and do their work, the more that's what they're dedicated to. And, and that kind of, Authenticity, I think, is going to win the day. I really do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, well, I think it's over on Easter. I think. Oh, that's what. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's Passover tonight, and so yeah. uh, we're all going to talk about you know the 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 suffering of the Jews for the last five thousand years, and uh, what today means and all of that. But mostly, we're going to drink, um, <laughs> and get ready for Easter when it all dissolves and transcends. Um, uh, Shane, Dom, Ashley, final thoughts? I um, just want to close by saying thank you all. I'm having the worst day I've had since this lockdown began, and um, this has helped, so thanks. Cool. You know, I, and can I tell you, I find that too, like there are a number of things going on in my life right now that make me objectively feel like this is the most challenging time of my life. And, and yet every time I show up, in the community on this thing, um, it makes it uh, a little easier. So yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, there's a nourishing and supportive aspect to this. Um, but I, I think that like moving forward, kind of to piggyback on what Sydney had said, um, because there's gonna be a lot of this information put out there and storytelling in this in various formats that are a little bit more lo-fi and informal, the commitment on our behalf is going to have to be that just because we're dressed down a bit, the, the work has to be as elevated or even more so than it was before. Um, and that's kind of how you will separate yourself and your message of connectivity will get across to other people through, you know, the rest of the sludge that's coming out towards them. So I think it's a call to actually step up um, rather than, um, I don't know, shrug your shoulders and sort of sit back on the couch. So it's really exciting and inspiring. Um, 
for me. And I would have never thought I would have said that about <laughs> anything that was related to the internet. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's nice to, as much as we're all on our own journey with this, to have the accountability of a community. Um, and just in the same way that several of you were mentioning things about, you know, setting writing prompts or like having dates and times where things happen, where many of us don't have a specific schedule anymore. Um, knowing that I have a place to go to weekly um, at a certain time, and then I'm going to put on a real shirt instead of the pajamas or yoga clothes that have been my uniform since this began. Um, just having that routine, even in the days where I really don't want to do it, once I'm here, I'm always really grateful that I did. Yeah, yeah and I think um, just allowing yourself to, to be wherever you're at and being okay with, with, with wherever you're at. If you wake up and, and you do feel unproductive for the day, that's, that's okay. Um, to to be in that um but then speaking to you know this and and community and if you can get a connection with people you've never met before I, i've never met shane in person before but the the things that we're talking about um you know they they connect and they resonate with me and so now i i feel like i know shane and i i i, I feel connected to him and we've got this shared experience over zoom which is uh something if you told me in january oh you're going to be you're going to be on zoom with a bunch of people and you're going to be connected i i would have no idea what that means but here we are and it's it's just being okay and ready to adapt with the changes i guess yeah can i also say because i had this opportunity that dom you were so good in episode five season one of star trek picard i just watched it again because i'm watching some things his turn is vop is uh magical. thank you so much I recommend it it was a dream <laughs> <laughs> and CBS, CBS All Access is free now, everybody. So yeah. go watch yeah. all of that if you want to consume some more stuff. But certainly. I'm so glad I paid for it. Did you? Oh, well. <laughs> and okay. Emerson, am I right? Yeah. Cool. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, this was thank lovely. So and and yes, yeah. it, it, it moves me to no end, and Steve as well, that you're, you're all so incredibly um, dedicated to this, to each to the work and to... Um, the actors in your class and to each other and um, it, it it means so much to us because we're trying to keep this um, this thing going and, and and keep our purpose solid and offer space for actors and artists and each other and um, it's been meaningful to us but you're helping us you know carry all this and we're we're really deeply grateful for that so thank thanks you. everyone we appreciate you very much thank you See you later. Have a good day. Stay present and, and be where you're at and we love you. Thanks. See you later.